Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our sponsor, WeAudition.com, is really this extraordinary full-service platform for actors. You can put yourself on tape. You can get an acting coach. You can even just get somebody to read with you. It's also really cheap. You sign up for like $10 a month. However, anybody who listens to our podcast gets a 25% discount by plugging in the code ACTING CLASS. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Kareem, tell us about life growing up in the Bronx. On my block, we had a girl named Chicky. Chicky was half Puerto Rican and half Irish. She would wear these high heels, and she had a chihuahua, you know, chihuahua, right? So she had these high heels, and she had these real tight jeans. She had a real tight ass, and she knew it. So as she was walking her dog, she would shake it. Everyone, we were like in our teens, we would look. So we had a guy on the block named Ricky, Ricky the Cuban. He was in his 40s, and he would drink like hard Bacardi, gin. So Chicky's walking by one day, and Ricky is just looking at her ass, looking at her ass. And he turns to us, and he says, Could you imagine? And he just starts laughing. The way this guy, Ricky, was just looking at her and the way he would just turn around, would you imagine? <laughs> and he was just hypnotized by that tight ass. <laughs> As, so that's just, you know, when we re- when I have my reunion, we always reminisce about Ricky the Cuban, who ended up getting stabbed in a pool fight. <laughs> but when he wasn't drunk, he was a great guy. But when he was drunk, he was just, you know, some people are heavy. They're just, they become annoying after a while. They're just too, they're almost like glue. But uh, that's a story I wanted to tell you. Chicky and Q, uh, Ricky the Cuban. Uh, and mm. Chicky ended up marrying a mobster, by the way. She lives somewhere in New Jersey. Blonde hair, Puerto Rican Irish. Good. Greg, something that happened between class on Monday and class today. This was actually yesterday I was at work. There's this guy, and he he always comes into the store, and he gets a wrap to smoke. And um, he asked me, are you Muslim by any chance, brother? And I said, okay. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes into this thing where he says, one day we are going to meet a very great man. I'm like, what man? He goes, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I said, okay. He said, 
I'm from Ethiopia. And did you know that Ethiopia was the birth of civilization? Did you know that the white man is the devil? But it's not his fault. He was just born that way. He was born into the system and he has no control over it. And he just went on to say that we're on our way, brother. We're on our way. Me, you, and every Asiatic brother that looks like us when the white man sees us you know he he he's, he gets upset because he knows he can never be like us because when he sees us he sees god and that turns into jealousy which turns into envy which ultimately turns into hate see i can never be a racist because i didn't invent racism you got to go to the seed before you get to the trees and the branches Assalamu alaikum. We're on our way, brother. We're on our way. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm on the phone with like another vendor <laughs> while he's talking to me, <laughs> saying all of this. And I was just like, oh, this is this is great. This is great. That's character. Yeah. <laughs> Ethiopian wears a basketball jersey with short pants, cargo pants. Dirty basketball sneakers. I, I I couldn't tell you if he was homeless or not. It just that street mentality. Good. Uh, D, something that happened to you in the last week? I've been uh, very busy doing renovations in my apartment because I'm moving. So I am pretty much doing all by myself there with a little help. And I got a, a guy. He's almost in his 50s, and he's working for me. He's a, a builder. He's very, very skinny, very skinny, but very strong at the same time because he carries a lot of weight. And uh, at some point, he seems like he's going to, to break by the weight that he's carrying, like uh, bags of sand and cement and things that he's working with. But he's a very nice guy. And uh, I think it was the day before yesterday, it was late at night. He had finished work and I was there. And he said, do you drink coffee? And I said, yeah, I could drink some coffee now. So he went there in the middle of the chaos of the, the work. And he prepared coffee for both of us. And it was very interesting because we kept talking. And it was all dirty with a lot of, of, of powder, a lot of dust. And we, we went there, we wiped down like a table, we sat across each other and we kept talking about life. And he had a glass uh, where he was drinking coffee and all the time he was listening to me, uh, he kept turning the glass over the top of the table. So he would, he would listen to me and he would pay attention at the same time he, he was always turning the glass. It was like a way of mind focusing something and it really caught my attention yeah no big deal but no nice justin something that happened to you in the last week i went to a men's warehouse to pick up my tux and try it on and as i was walking in it was a pretty stout gorilla looking guido dude and he had a hoodie that said, like, Consiglione Construction. 
you know, and I was like, oh, okay. I want to see what this guy's all about. So he's picking up a tux as well. And the manager helps him first. He's getting fitted for trying it on. And I'm hanging by the dressing rooms, just waiting for my turn. And this Italian guy, who has no neck, he has hair like Ronnie from Jersey Shore. He comes out, he's looking in the mirrors, and he says to the salesman, I feel like I'm going to burst out of this jacket because it's so tight in the back. And the salesman is telling him, hey, look, you're not going to burst out of the back. He goes, I know, but it just doesn't feel right. And the, uh, the salesman is this quick-talking guy. He wants to move it along. And he says something to the guy to the effect of, if I get you a bigger jacket, it's going to be loose up front. But I'll tell you what, in the pictures, you're just going to see the front. No one's going to see the back if it looks too tight. I'm telling you from experience, all right? I can get you a bigger jacket, but you want it to look good in the photos. He trusted the salesman and went with it, begrudgingly. Fine. Okay, good. Excellent. Okay, so two things are here at work here. One, that's what acting is like. There's a story, there's a character, you want to make it believable. And everybody did. I mean, all of you did. You pick up on images that appealed to you when you heard the story, character traits, behavior, visuals, all of it is just something that when you're working, that's what you pick up. And so I know it's a terrible oversimplification and I hate oversimplifications, but in a sense, that's what you're doing. You're building this world based on these facts that appeal to you. Now, the second thing that is something that Kareem asked me to talk about is this idea of good theater. The important thing about that is instinctively you know what good theater is. Instinctively, in life, you see something and the specifics of it catch your eye, the specifics of it resonate. I mean, Greg does it all the time because now that he lives in the village and we talk almost every day, and if he takes a walk in the village, he'll tell me something that he saw. So the things that we see are always good theater. The things that we tell other people are always good theater. I, I don't know. It hits me maybe when we're making choices. I, I, I don't know. There's a place where I, I'm not quite sure how we do it, but there's a place where we have to imagine we're telling somebody this story about what we did. I don't know. Maybe that's a road into it. Because you wouldn't, it's like you're not going to tell somebody a boring story. I mean, otherwise, you're really in the wrong profession. So to me, the, the whole concept of choices is all based in this whole idea that it's a choice that brings me to life. And we can steal from the real world if we start to steal very specific 
things. Let's go to describing Georgie. As soon as you add to Georgie, Georgie was sitting at the table and he had a glass in front of him. And the whole time he's hearing about what's going on, he just keeps turning the glass around. And just keeps turning the glass around. And you see, that's the kind of thing that you steal from life that you add into your creative work, and then it's like, ooh, I love that. And so it's good theater, and it's also, it's specific. And uh, I'm going to go back, I'm going to keep using Kareem for the moment. So as soon as you, like, you take from something, the interesting thing about Georgie is the front of his coat looked perfect. But when he got up, the back of his coat was too tight. Do you, do you see what I mean? So it's like you start to grab at this stuff when you're making choices because the specific things that we grab onto are the things that feed us. And it's not huge, and it's not, and there's a hurricane, and we're on the heath, and King Lear is standing on the heath saying, blow winds. It's not like that. It is in this very, very simple detail that we find this just little stuff that is believable. It's stuff that we can see, stuff that we can hold on to. And you say, yeah, that's good. So I don't have to worry about making it over-theatrical. I don't have to worry about making it fake. I don't have to worry about making it too big because what I'm doing is building everything a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and layering it in. I think one of the things we don't do enough of is to make observations on the street in the same way that I think we have to stop being an audience in the theater. I think we have to stop being an audience in life. We have to begin to see people. We have to begin to build people. Now, when we're working with the text, we're building things not because we're watching somebody, although I guess you could kind of think of it that way, but the text is giving us a road into this character. So we're, we're taking from the text. We're taking from the text based on the way they talk, the way they behave, the way the writer has put them in the given circumstance of the play. And so we're, we're taking it from that. And then we're putting, then, then we're building a person similarly. I mean, it really is. We have to have a little bit more, well, depending on the play, we have to have a lot more analytical ability in order to look at a piece of text and figure it out. It's one thing for us to own the story that Kareem told about the Bronx. It's another thing for the playwright to give us the text, and we have to figure out from the text what that story is. But that's part of it. 
that is the reason that that you do analysis. That is the reason that you know you sit around a table with actors and talk about what the play is about. Is so that you can get a thorough understanding of what's going on. And if you're not in a circumstance where you can discuss it with other actors, then you discuss it with yourself. Put in your Apple earbuds and walk down the street talking to yourself. Who'll know? I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to questionsformilton at gmail.com. That's questionsformilton at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you back here next week.